0: Welcome to EduFuturists, the podcast that discusses the future of education and the impact of technology. I'm Dan Fitzpatrick and I'm Ben Whittaker and we are the EduTech Project.
1: Uh, You can contact us, get involved with today's show and previous episodes and coming episodes uh, by following us on Twitter uh, at the EduTech Pro. We're also on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash the EduTech Project.
0: We love to share our thoughts and blogs and resources and whatever. You can check that out on our website, www.theedutechproject.com or send us an email at theedutechproject at
1: gmail.com. This is the podcast that brings you a different edu-futurist every week. We'll be interviewing people instrumental in the future of education and educational technology for 15 minutes.
0: So, edgy futurists are teachers, innovators, and change leaders with their fingers on the pulse of how new technology can revolutionise education. We're interested in the trends of education, what's working, what's
1: not, and how our schools, colleges, and universities can help prepare students better for the world they live in. This week, we're interviewing Adam Levo, a PE teacher who's been using technology in some innovative ways. So, you know, each episode, Ben, we we're like to uh, throw out a few interesting statistics, a few uh, interesting facts. Uh got, got a good one this week. I think you're going to like this one. In Bangladesh, uh, there are over 100 boat schools. Boat schools, <laughs> right? So apparently each one has internet access, its own library, and is solar powered. How cool is that? It's on a boat. On a boat. Schools on a boat.
0: Nice. That's cool. Well, I found one. Probably not as exciting about that. But um, in 1982, yep. Time magazine said that their man of the year was the computer. Wow. That's the interesting. The computer. That's, I think that's I think that's a bit gender, uh, yeah.
1: what's the word I'm
0: looking for? Probably not talking <laughs> about it on the podcast there. But yeah, man of the year, Time magazine. <laughs> Who's your man of the year this year? Is it me though? Uh mm.
1: Maybe not. I'm just like 1982, I wasn't born then. You were probably in your teens, were you? <laughs> I was. I
0: wasn't, I wasn't born either. I was just a glint in my. Well, I want to say my dad's eye, but
1: he <laughs> told me you were an accident. But, uh, oh, I sh- shouldn't have told you that. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, it's really interesting. <laughs> Uh, I'm, we're having this conversation over at Google Hangouts. I'm just looking at Ben's expression at the moment on my yeah. computer screen.
0: Mate, I am actually in accident.
1: <laughs> really? Did I just yeah. touch your own nerve?
0: Well, don't we talking about <laughs> touching that nerve, <wrong. laughs> Daniel, not
1: again. Quickly moving He's on. on this so, uh, is an educational <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, no, but it's really interesting. Man of the year, computer 1982. What? Well, how long is it going to be until a computer is... Man of the Year again in terms of artificial intelligence—that could happen. Yeah,
0: that's. Yeah, it's going to happen soon, surely. Yeah, like a, like an Uber car or a self-driving car man be, or something like that. what yeah. Or oh, do they even do Man of the Year now? Do they still do it?
1: I think so. I should. Yeah. I think Donald Trump got it, didn't he? Like a couple of years ago. Uh, um, so that went well. obviously the values dropped a bit. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All political. Oh, you're not supposed to express political views as a teacher, eh? <laughs> uh Oh. <laughs> Um yeah, so <laughs> Oh this 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 podcast got in a pot, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it? Hope you're enjoying it, listeners. <laughs> Innuendo political conversations. Right, so let's get on to the interview. We're interviewing Adam Levo. Adam is a PE teacher and lecturer based in the northwest of England. He's a Google certified educator and Google for Education innovator.
0: He delivers training on the G Suite tools to teach in the UK and further afield. He tweets at Mr. Adam Pe, and you can find him on his website, www.mradampee.com. So we welcome Adam Levo. Oh, by the way, can we just stop? Is it Levo?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's the two L's
1: that confuses people, Adam. Levo. Uh, Levo. Right, right. Okay. Stop again. <laughs> I might keep that bit in. <laughs>
0: So we welcome Adam Lavoie to the podcast today. Uh,
2: Adam, it's great to have you on. Yeah, cheers for th- Thanks for inviting me.
0: So we've just got a few questions for you. 15 minutes. We're trying to uh, make it so that it's uh, good for uh, driving to work or whatever. So can I ask you a question? The first one is, how did you first get involved with Google for Education?
2: Oh, wow. So it was it was actually back in China. So even though Google like, was banned in China, I started using uh, something called VPN to access the tools and started experimenting that way. So it was more of a, a way of communicating with parents to find out if their son or daughter was available for different fixtures.
1: Wow, so what, what were you doing in China? Oh, no, I was, so I was
2: teaching in China. Oh, so, uh, okay, that's cool. Uh, um, I did a couple of years international and during that time, I uh, started experimenting with my iPad, along with all the different Google tools. And then my second uh, school was actually a Google school. So they had uh, Google EDU across their seven schools. And really, I got to obviously play with the tools and look at how they impacted learning, to be honest.
1: How did that evolve when you got back to the UK? Because I mean, you've been teaching in the, the northwest of England for a while and how... Was that a challenge, bringing it back into a school back in the UK, or did you find it to be a bit of an easy transition?
2: Um, It's a tough one because there's still a lot of schools that really just haven't been shown the effects or the impacts that Google 3DU can have. Um, And especially when we talk about, like my mantra is about working smarter, not harder, and schools are still... Using very traditional ways just because that's what they've always been used to here in the UK and I think it's about changing that sort of mindset to show that Google 3D you can definitely um, maximise teacher efficiency within the classroom. What impact has it had on your work if you were
1: be able to quantify it? How has your life changed from being a teacher before you got involved with the Google tools to now?
2: I don't think I could ever go back, to be honest with you. It's, uh, <laughs> it changes my everything that I do from feedback on an assignment to automating a number of processes to showing teachers how they can uh, collaborate with other teachers to get basically their job done, but a heck of a lot quicker.
0: When you go out into the international school circuit and we see you through Twitter quite a lot doing Doing some of that, that it's not just teachers' training. I know you're doing some training with teachers, but I'm presuming that this is having impact on student work, and not just your students, but um, other students that you have uh, the teachers you're training. What do you think the impact is there for students as opposed to just for teachers?
2: I, I think for me, I especially when I'm showing Google Classroom, I show the the Google video where they show that students can be doing the work on the bus, just for example, and I think that. Allowing students to be able to work anywhere and remotely, and not having to uh, have an internet connection, all they really need is a device. Where the majority of students in the, especially the international sector, do have some sort of device, can get their work done really anywhere. There's there's no barriers to learning. i see, yeah, that
1: video is pretty cool. I use that whenever I'm doing training, and that we know that you're big in um, into augmented reality in in your you're a trained PE teacher. and Could you just tell us a bit about how uh, using augmented reality and virtual reality as well has kind of impacted your learning space when it comes to physical education?
2: I think it's, for me, it's more one of those that we are slowly changing the way learning looks like and using some of these tools are allowing us to bring that learning to the life. So when I'm showing uh, AR or even VR within the classroom, it's allowing teachers and students to just get that sort of wow factor and it sort of hooks the learning so they're engaged straight away. And I know that if some of these tools were available when I first started teaching, my teaching would have just gone through the roof for the experiences you can have to change my uh, desk into a biopsy table and we can be dissecting a body there and then in the classroom is just another way of taking learning to that next level really.
0: My, my question really comes down to not just the tech in PE but um, and that, that augmented reality but the the idea that PE teachers and and tech how how did you how did you convince people that PE teachers that text the right answer? Because um I know when I was at school there was no technology in any any of my PE lessons. Now that was probably a long time ago. So <laughs> that's probably it. But what about in terms of the
2: PE stuff? How did you do that? Well, was that not sort of the Kes days when it was that sort of time? Then? Oh
0: wow, well not Kes is Yorkshire. <laughs> I'm not Yorkshire.
2: No, no, but I'm talking about the time period. <laughs> um no, for me, it's about whenever I'm introducing technology, it has to be purposeful, it has to be meaningful. And I'd always have that sort of backwards design where I'm looking at what I want my students to get out of the lesson or the lesson objectives and then use the technology that can help enhance the teaching and learning to take not just uh, my teaching to that next level, but also enable uh, a higher order learning with the students. And the amount of stuff that's out there, I started using technology from from day one. And if we go all the way back to um, when I first started teaching, we would be using Dartfish where we would have a... (laughs) Old school VCR camera, um, wires everywhere, all connected up to the PC, PC connected up to a TV where we'd be doing trampoline in uh, video analysis. And now students can do that free just on their own mobile devices and, and probably actually um, into a lot more detail as well um, that allows them to have that opportunity to look at things. And it's just that. It, for me, we need to be using technology to not just replicate what we were doing before, but to recreate the learning environment to enhance what is already being done.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely, that's absolutely, and I've Remember watching some of the PE teachers that we uh, that I worked with, and Dartfish was the was the big one. And I know we had this golf simulator uh, at one point where we were looking at the swing and and how we we compared to to Tiger Woods and, and other people like that. And and it, 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 the technology was was great then, and we thought that this was innovative. But now it's obviously there's so much stuff out there at the moment in there that's just how, how do you sort through all the stuff that's out there? <laughs>
2: I should have taken shares in Apple. That's how I should have have started. Uh, For me, like I I did a workshop just last week um, over in Egypt, and it, it was a great opportunity to show these teachers what is available. And we tried something completely different. I'd never used it before in a workshop, and it worked really well. And it's about looking at what tools are out there and seeing how I can then use that in a learning space because for me PE the gym is my classroom and it just doesn't have any chairs or desks unless I'm teaching theory so it's about for me looking at what tech's out there and then thinking how can that impact the teaching and learning that's going to take place in that classroom
1: and does that take a lot of failing as well Adam are you is it a lot of experimentation in the classroom seeing what works what doesn't work
2: totally I think that reflection is so important and Uh, I used to have fail written on the the sports hall wall, like frequent attempts in learning because everyone has to fail at some point. And for me, reflection makes us all stronger, but I'll always go into that sort of TPAC model where looking at technology, my learning outcomes and my own pedagogy um, and sort of trying to find that sweet spot.
1: You mentioned there that you, you've been in Egypt and uh, this Google for education and new technology in education has has impacted your students uh, and your 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 life when it comes to education. But also, it's kind of it's kind of impacted your life in a professional way, hasn't it? Because we we know that you you kind of go to different countries, you deliver training, um, and so how how is how is life as a Google trainer?
2: I, I try to. It's, it's definitely it allows me to travel. Um, and if it's not with google tools it's working with uh, just technology in general and showing what what is out there that could make an impact and i think for me if, if ever i do any sort of training if a teacher takes away one thing i hope they take about five or 10 things away but if they take away one thing mm. that uh, they would go away and actually change their own practice for me i feel that that's sort of my job done and i've started them on their own journey and maybe changing something that could make an impact to their own teaching
0: in terms of for listeners and there's listeners all around the world really and we're we're keen to recommend like tools and stuff um like specific things so is there anything specific or any things specifically that you think you're using that that you think yeah this is what you should have a look at. And I know it's contextual, and I know you talked about learning spaces and don't just take it because it's tech. But have you got anything, any things that you think they should um,
2: recommend? Yeah, I think just if we're talking just P specific, then I think all P teachers should be looking at huddle technique, which is it used to be called Ubersense. It just allows that video analysis, that comparison side by side or even ghosting over the top that Dartfish used to do or through either an iPad or a mobile device. And I used to get my students to download it to their own mobile devices so that we could have numerous people doing video analysis in a class.
0: Yeah, right. cool. And and do you think that the, um, that's, is, that affordab- is that affordable? Is it is it free or what? what?
1: Completely free.
2: Great, great.
1: That sounds cool. What about, you talk about like, students having devices there what about for like for myself i've just uh, joined a school that it doesn't have one-on-one devices uh, uh, students they in fact they they haven't allowed students to have devices at all yet so what can, in that type of environment what what what's going to help teachers in the short term over the next even just few weeks
2: in terms of what dan
1: in terms of how's how is te- can technology affect their and how can it impact what's going on in their classroom
2: I think, for me, if I I can spend a pound on an app if I need to, um, or even a couple of pounds, and it's one less beer at a weekend or something like that, and I know that's going to make an impact to my own teaching, that is something that I'm quite willing to invest in if it's going to make a difference to my own teaching. So in terms of maybe using their own iPads or their own technology in the classroom to help uh, engage But something that I use that they can access just from the school computers um, is something called Recap by Swivel. And basically they can set a number of questions for free um, and students then can reply on their own devices or on their own computers as a homework. So it's a verbal homework rather than just the usual uh, handwritten stuff. Cool.
0: Um, Just a question in terms of like what you're reading or things that you're working on at the moment.
2: Oh, <laughs> you've you've caught me off guard there. I'm actually, uh, currently halfway through Shoe Dog. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I'm just having a, checking it out now. Who it's by? Um, basically that is the the story of the night creator and how he basically got his business and where where he's up to at the moment. And it's a very enjoyable book. So yeah, check it out. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Yeah, check that out. Um, anything else you want to plug? what's what's next for adam Levo? wow
2: well, if um, if people want to see what i'm currently doing i am at com. i also have chargedupeducation.com which is where i'm running a number of my trainings including a webinar this evening on active learning within the theoretical classroom and that's it really we're we're starting to just branch out and look at online training and looking at how we can obviously make that impact like we all try to do in the, the learning spaces that we are do, using.
1: Brilliant. Uh, that webinar, oh, this podcast will, will go out after that webinar. Is it available to, to watch after it's been recorded?
2: They may have to uh, check out the future episodes that are coming in terms of what other webinars. But yeah, there's, there's going to be at least two webinars a month. That's what we're aiming for at the moment.
1: That's cool, go check that out. Adam, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Our 15 minutes is just about up. Uh, Thanks for sharing that with us and your tips and advice for teachers. Cheers,
2: thanks for having me on today. Thank you.
1: So that was Adam. Um, Adam uh, just got back from Egypt, off to Japan in a few months. Uh, Yeah, bit of a jet setter there. So that's how Google for Education can change your life, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yes, that is that is the cool thing, isn't it? Changing your life, and we know we talked about it changing your life in a classroom and, and whatnot. But obviously, going around the world as well. Adam Adam was telling us just off air that he's just taken on a new role doing primary education for PE at Edge Hill as well. So it's it was it was great, and I think it's interesting now that the, we're we're trying to get Google tools into universities and further education. What do you what do you think about that, Dan? Do you think there's this kind of like scope to to
1: do this with older students and even like really young students oh completely um i think in fact i think it come it could come into its own in a university setting i really do um i think when you're using it in schools you've got you've got a lot of a lot of hurdles when it comes to teaching kids the tools um and i think if you're going for higher education i think that some of those hurdles uh you won't have to cross i think older students will get it straight away and i think they could they could be showing you how to use it in a better way
0: yeah, and I think that, you know, like the things you have issue with in terms of behaviour management and stuff in the schools, you probably won't have them in university. Um, yeah, and yeah, I, I, think, I think that's a great opportunity, to, especially to train teachers on, on using tools. It's great to see that somebody like Adam is in the university setting, helping with the teacher training so that teachers are going in
1: already thinking about tech tools. Yeah, man. It was good to have him on. And we wish him all the best with, with everything he's working with. Uh, don't forget to check out his website, which is com, And he's, as you said, he's got some um, online webinars uh, that you can get involved with. Uh, you can get involved with this podcast. You can recommend people who you would like to hear from uh, or just tell us how it's going, how we could improve, what you like about it. Uh, we're on Twitter at Pro, facebook.com forward slash Project.
0: Check out all our resources. You can find out some information about our summit that's coming up in 2019 at www.TheEdutechProject.com uh, or email us TheEdutechProject at gmail.com. It's been great speaking to, to Adam and it's been another great episode. Looking forward to what's coming up next, Dan.
1: Yeah, man. See everyone next week.
0: Bye.